Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, King of glory. We thank you, great I am. We thank you. So, so faithful. Ooh, 
You are so faithful. You are the King of glory. You are the Lord strong and mighty in battle. You are my strength. You are my peace. You are my God, the lover of my soul. You are my healer. My God, you are my healer. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, Lord God. We glorify you, King of glory. We glorify you, great I am. We glorify you. We glorify you. We magnify you, Lord God. We magnify you, Lord God. Why don't you give him the fruit of your lips this morning? Lord God, we magnify you. Lord God, we glorify you. Why don't you give him the fruit of your lips this morning? Don't be concerned about who you're going to wake up or who may hear you or who may be looking at you funny. No, we're talking about the King of glory. We're talking about the King of glory. We're talking about the King of glory. We're talking about the great I am. We're talking about the Prince of Peace. We're talking about the Lord of Lords. We're talking about the one that has the final say-so. My God. We magnify you, O Lord. We magnify you, O Lord. We magnify you, O Lord. We magnify you, Lord God. You are such a good, good father. You are such a good, good father. You are so faithful. You are so intentional. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I praise you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. We magnify you, O Lord. We magnify you, O Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Ain't no rock gonna cry out for me. Ain't no rock gonna cry out for me. Ain't no rock gonna cry out for me. He's been too good. He's been too faithful. He's been too consistent. Thank you, Lord. He's been so, so faithful. Thank you for your power. Thank you for how you persistently pursue me. Thank you, Lord, how you consistent you are in my life. Thank you for how much and how well you love me. Thank you for how intentional you are with me. My God, we magnify you, O Lord. We magnify you, O Lord. We magnify you, O Lord. They just gonna have to wake up this morning. You are the king of glory. You are the king of glory. You are the king of glory. 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 You are the king of glory. You deserve all of that. My God, you deserve all of that. You deserve all of that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now let's invite the Holy Spirit in. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this day. We invite you to be comforter. We invite you to be teacher. We invite you to be advocate. We invite you to be our strength. We will not lean into our own understanding this morning. We invite you, Father God, for peace. Bring your peace. Bring your peace into our life today. Bring your peace into our life today. Holy Spirit, bring your peace into our life today. 
bring your peace into our life today. Yes, Holy Spirit, bring your peace into our life today. Lord, I thank you that our lives are being flooded with peace. Father God, we thank you for your protection. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your wisdom. Holy Spirit, bring your peace today. We thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My God. We talking about the King of glory. We talking about the King of glory. Lord, we magnify you. We magnify you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now show us your glory. My God. Let us live in your glory. Let us pray in your glory. Let us talk in your glory. Let us walk in your glory. My God. We close off all access. My God. We close off all access. All doors closed shut to any demonic principality that would try to confuse us this morning. That would try to overwhelm us this morning. That would try to confuse us. We drive out the spirit of confusion right now in the name of Jesus. We will not be confused. We bind our mind to the mind of Christ and we bind our will to the will of God. And we thank you, Father God, for your word. We plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional. We plead the blood of Jesus over our homes, over our cars. We plead the blood of Jesus over our sons over our daughters. I plead the word of Jesus over Javen, Jaleel, Jermaine, Josiah, Judah, Lyric, Logan, Shiloh, Zayden, and Casey. Father God, I thank you for the power of the blood over Ramonda, Deshana, Stasi, and Tracy. Lord God, I thank you for the power of the blood over Cambria and Jamaica. I thank you, Father God, for the power of the blood over Addie. I thank you, Father God, for the power my God of the blood, Father God, over Jessica, over Shonda, over Kimberly, over Andrea. We thank you, Father God, for the blood. 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 We thank you, Father God, for your wisdom. You said if we ask for wisdom, my God, that we would get wisdom from above. So we thank you for the wisdom from above. And we thank you, Father God, for the blood. Oh, my God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the blood covenant. Thank you. We are blood bought and blood washed. And no principality. And no demon, no devil in hell shall come near our dwelling. Woo, my God. I wish you guys knew how tiny Satan was. And that he doesn't have the authority that you think he does. I wish you knew how tiny he was. He's so tiny. His nymphs are so tiny. He loves to project images as if he's big and that he has all authority. Guess what? His authority was given up on the cross. His authority was given up on your on the cross. The most thing that he does is he battles for your state of mind. Now I want to do something this morning. 
And then I started something in Bible study talking about your state of mind. And I'm going to come back and touch on a few more things because I feel that's where the Holy Spirit is living, leading me today. The warfare in this season is against your mind. It's, it's to get you to think thoughts. It's to get, to, to get you to build up mistrust for God, right? So the Lord tests us. But Satan tempts us, and the, the goal for him to tempt us is to draw us into a very dark place ooh, where we will move and draw away from the things of God. And he's so slick in this season. He is. He's so he's so slick. He does things from such um a way that you would even think perhaps that it was God. Can I tell you something? The warfare against your mind is real, but you got authority over. <laughs> You got authority over to stop it today. You got authority over to stop it today. You got the, the blood of Jesus. Your praise, your worship will confuse the enemy. You have the authority to stop it today. Like you have that authority. My shirt ain't acting right. Get together shirt. There we go. You have the authority to stop it today. You got that power. You got the authority. You have the ability to stand against. When Jesus died on the cross for you, that was your blood covenant right. You are not subject to principalities, to demons of darkness. You're not subject to them. You're not a subject to their authority. You're not a subject to the the the, the tormenting in your dream and your mind. You just got to stand up in your authority. You just got to stand up in your word. You got to stand up in the power that's been given you in Christ Jesus. So the, the battle for your mind ooh, has only been to confuse you. But I want to do something this morning before I give you a few more things about your mind. We're going to do a bloodline prayer this morning. We're, we're going to cleanse our bloodline this morning. We're going to stand um, in the gap for our bloodline. And if you've done this, before, just, just do it again. There may be something that the Lord reveals to you about your bloodline. And unfortunately, when people are in our bloodline, and this is biblical, anytime David did something, his whole bloodline was cursed. Unfortunately, our, sometimes our bloodline gets involved in things, and I don't really know. I don't think anybody in our family ever thought that the things that they were doing would push forth curses, Curses for generations, right? Or would cause things to be in our family for generations. I don't think our family knew that. I don't think our family even thought that was even the intent of our family members, right? And so we're just going to pray a bloodline prayer. And then we're going to talk about a Christ-like state of mind. Just for a minute, I'm going to give you a few scriptures um, for the warfare that's against your mind. So that you can stand up. My God, we don't want to be... I don't know about you, but I don't want to be circling in the wilderness for a long time because I couldn't get it right. <laughs> because God still sees something in my heart woo, that I won't deal with myself. The scripture says if you judge yourself, then you don't have to what? You don't have to be judged. Woo. So then why, why would we turn around and not judge ourselves? Only the enemy doesn't want you to judge yourself. If I judge myself, then I don't have to be judged. Come on, y'all. My God, so we're going to do a bloodline prayer. We're going to pray and cleanse our, our bloodline. I don't, I'm over cycles. 
I'm over things showing up in my life that I probably didn't even have nothing to do with. I'm over that. That does not get to exist. And so if my authority given on this earth in Christ Jesus is in prayer, why wouldn't I take that authority? Oh, come on, y'all. Come on. Why, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't I take that authority? Why wouldn't I walk in that authority? Why wouldn't I live in that authority? And I break that curse off your mind that has made you think you do not have authority. You got authority in Christ Jesus, not yourself. Not yourself, but you got authority in Christ Jesus. You got to say that this morning. I got authority in Christ Jesus. I got power in Christ Jesus. You don't have to keep living the same life. You don't have to keep living the same way. You don't have to keep experiencing the same thing. So we're going to stand for our bloodlines this morning. We're going to pray and cleanse our bloodlines this morning. So just, and if the Lord shows you something, like the Lord gave me revelation of something this morning that had been in my bloodline. I had a really weird dream, right? It started with a really weird dream. And I had a really weird dream. And I was like, where is this dream? And I could tell that was not a dream from God, but there was some revelation, right? There was, there was some revel, there was some revelation. I'm like, okay. Okay, I got I, I got some revelation. And then as I was in the bathroom, he always speaks to me in the bathroom, and I was getting ready, he began to show me things that were in my bloodline. Even for me, how he began to speak to me was, I don't want things um, going on in my family or things in my bloodline that would affect my children. Oh my God, how selfish would it be of me to live a life? Ooh, come on now. How selfish would it be of me to live a life that would bring curses or bring things that would affect my children lady later? Who I can't be that selfish. I can't we talk about protecting our children, we talk about loving our children, we talk about providing for our children, but we won't change our actions or our deeds so that it doesn't affect our children later. It's nothing in my flesh, there's no gratification in my flesh. That lets me even want to put my children in harm's way. If I'm going to protect them, I'm going to protect them spiritually. If I'm going to protect my bloodline and my family, I'm going to protect them spiritually before I do anything else. So we're going to pray this bloodline prayer. We're just going to stand in the gap. We're just going to repent, Father God, for our generations and our generations. And this is not just about pleading the blood of Jesus. You have to begin to acknowledge your own sins. You have to confess your sins. We're going to confess the sins of the forefathers. And if the Lord brings something in your spirit that you may not even really understand, just go on and confess it. It's real. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we confess before you our own sins and the sins of our forefathers. Ooh. Lord God, we ask for forgiveness. We ask for forgiveness in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we ask that you forgive us for any occult-like practices, all involvement in the cult, partaking in satanic counsel, consultations, mediums, fortune tellers, divination, sorcery, witchcraft, white magic, superstitious belief, wicca, water witching, mirror magic, wizardry, satanism, any particular Rituals that have included worshiping fire, wind, earth, astrology, worship of the sun, moon, stars, planets, 
numerology, Kabbalah, worship of Asherah, worship of Sapphira, worship of Baal, consultations with the dead, demons, familiar spirits, spiritual gods, and blood, blood packed covenants. We cut ourselves free from all above. We ask God to bind the strong man of Asherah and Baal, and we forbid any further influence or control over our life. We fire, we fire the gatekeepers and strip them of their assignments. We break the curse of our bloodline, changing them to blessings. We destroy the yokes of bondage and bad family patterns. We cut ourselves free of the powers of the sun, moon, and stars, and the use of fire, God, to destroy idols and push over idols. Father God, we, we confess before you any forms of worship of the goat God, of Baphomet, of Pan, of Dionysus, of Druid worship, all involvement in black magic, voodoo, curses spoken over myself, over others, necromancy, realms of the dead, come on now, Hades, all gods of the underworld, the grim reaper, the hounds of hell, vampires, werewolves, zombies, the worship of the wolf, grave diggers, morticians, embalmers, and any contact with dead bodies. We cut ourselves off from all of the above, and we ask God, you, God, to bind the strong man, Astarte, and forbid any further influence or control over us. Palm readers, Ouija boards, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we fire the gatekeeper and strip him of his assignment. We break the curse on our bloodline and we change them to blessings. We destroy the yoke of bondage and bad family patterns. We cut ourselves free of the powers of the sun, moon, stars, and the use of the fire God to destroy altars and push over idols. We destroy the power of Hades and decommission the hounds of hell. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we confess before you the shedding of blood, all acts of war, murder, plunder, rape, torture, suicide, the murder of children, including abortions. Father God, any um, intentional miscarriages. We also confess violence, anger, strife, hatred, rebellion, bitterness, jealousy, cruelty, yeah, rape. Racism, incest, revenge, blood sacrifices, and the breaking of promises. We renounce the worship that our warring gods received, namely Molech, Marduk, the dragon, Nimrod, Thor, Odin, Koki, Grendel, ice giants, <laughs> Athena, Mars, and Vala. We confess any acts of assassination, hangmen, executioners, and mercenaries. We renounce all the worship of the Antichrist and the beast, blaspheming against God, any possible loyalty and allegiance, Father God, with Hitler, with the Third Reich and the SS. We confess acts of human and animal sacrificing, partaking in blood rituals, blood covenants, and any acts of cannibalism. We ask forgiveness, Lord, where we have been guilty of any form of bloodshed. We break the vows of hate, death, and murder in the name of Jesus. 
We cleanse our hands from any blood guilt in the name of Jesus. And where there be any blood still crying out for vengeance against us, we ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, my God, to silence the blood with the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that you have set us free from every spirit of murder that has come down my bloodline in the name of Jesus. We cut ourselves free from the above and we ask God to bind the strong man Moloch and we forbid any further influence or control over us. We fire the gatekeeper and strip him of his assignment. We break the curse on our bloodline. We change them to blessings. We destroy the yokes of bondage and bad family patterns and the use of the fire God to destroy idols and, and use the fire of God to destroy idols, altars, and push over idols. Father God, we confess, Father God, in the name of Jesus, any involvement in secret societies, blood covenants, sworn oaths, Freemasonry, Rosicericism, Brother of the Knights, Knights of Templar, Worship of Satan, Illuminati, Roman Catholic Church, Jesus with Priests, the Order of Alchemy, the Golden Dawn, the Brotherhood, Oswanderbrag, Ruderag, all neo-Nazi organizations, Ku Klux Klan, that we renounce the spirits of pride and deceptions. We ask you, Lord, to set us free from the curses that has come up upon us through the generation by swearing the oath of secret society, curses of allergies, sickness, divorce, miscarriage, horror deaths, bondages of finances, strife and division. We ask you, Lord, to break the curses and set us free in the name of Jesus. We cut ourselves off from the spirit of death and we break the covenant that was made with the spirit of death in the name of Jesus. We ask you, God, to bind the strong man, Satan, and forbid any further influence or control over us. I fire the gatekeeper and strip him of his assignment. I break every covenant and bloodline covenant and cut the soul ties that were made with these parties and organizations. I also break the curses on my bloodline, changing them to blessings. I cancel all rituals performed and all witnesses against me. I destroy the yoke of bondage and bad family patterns and use the fire of God, God to destroy altars and push over idols. Father God, we plead the blood of Jesus over our minds. Father God, we confess before you the worship of Asherah, the orders of Diana and Cleopatra and Isis, sexual impurities, harlotry, including necrophilia, pedophilia, sodomy, rape, incest, bestiality, illegitimacy, um, homosexuality, lesbianism, sex with demons, adultery, fornication, prostitution, all acts of lust and perversion, pornography and fantasy, voyeurism, masturbation, transvestitism, transsexualism, fetish, sadism, serpent worship, temple prostitution, my God, the worship of Venus, Aphrodite, Eris, and Cupid. I ask you, Lord, to forgive us for allowing our spirit to be defiled, our body to be used for Satan. We cleanse every part of us from these sins, from the seeds of sexual sin that we have inherited for our forefather. We break the curses on our marriage bed and any patterns of divorce in our family and forgive our family for divorces. Thank you, Lord, for setting us free in Jesus' name. 
We cut ourselves free from all of the above. And we ask you, God, to bind the strong man of Shara and forbid any further influence or control over us. We fire the gatekeeper and strip him of his assignment. We break the curses on our bloodline, changing them to blessings. We destroy the yokes of bondage and bad family patterns and use the fire of God to destroy every idol. Father God, we destroy in the name of Jesus. My God, reveal to us, Lord God, anything else that could be in our bloodline, Father God. The practice of magic, herbal medicine, directed spirits, Lord God. The worship of idols, Lord God. We cut ourselves free, Father God, from the spirit of Jezebel. We cut off all patterns, control, and manipulations by Jezebel coming through our bloodline. We repent of all sexual acts done in worship to Baal or Jezebel. We repent and break the power of the false prophetic superstition and the anti-prophetic in the name of Jesus. And we declare a divorce with the principality and the power of Jezebel. We confess before you any ungodly involvement with finances, theft, fraud, withholding tithes, stealing God's money, any offerings, dishonest gain, covetousness, the love of money, lying, cheating, bribery, conflict over inheritance, wasting money, gambling, any involvement in lotteries. We repent of money that was sown into the kingdom of darkness and situations where money was used to gain power and control over people. Lord, we ask that you cleanse our finances from defilement to redeem our finances from anything ungodly and to break curses that have come upon our finances in the name of Jesus. We confess before you our forms of religious worship where religion was worship instead of God. Our forms of superstition, rituals, trusting in the flesh, the temples and idols, the criticism and judgment of others. We ask you, Lord, to set us free from every religious spirit and true relationship with you said. Father God, we confess before you our forms of addiction, alcohol, drugs, cigarette, cigarettes, pills, gamblings, pornography, masturbation, food addictions, gluttony, bulimia, anorexia, cutting ourselves, self-mutilation, body piercing, and even tattoos. We ask you, Lord God, to set us free from the yokes of slavery that has bound us to addiction and also to break any patterns of addiction in our life. Father God, forgive us for filthy language. Forgive us for swearing. Forgive us with cursing. For, forgive us for blasphemy. Forgive us for grieving the Holy Spirit. Forgive us for rejecting God's voice. Forgive us for dishonoring our parents. Forgive us for listening to ungodly music. Father God, we renounce any occultic callings on our gifts, any psychic powers, any rankings that we have received from Satan, which we have been invested in me by the sins of my forefathers. We ask you, Lord, to take the sword of the Spirit, the Bible, to cut off the occultic root that we inherited in Jesus. We ask that you curse that root and the fruit and the seed, just like you curse the fig tree so that it will shrivel up and die. Lord, please set our family free from all demonic strongholds, bondages, bonds of inherited physical or mental illness and curses. We declare all legal ground of the enemy destroyed in the name of Jesus. We command all demons, 
Woo! Strongholds, bondages, bonds of an inherited physical or mental illness and curses. We declare all legal ground of the enemy destroyed in the name of Jesus. We command all demon spirits to leave me now and confess that our body, soul, and spirit is the dwelling place of the Spirit of God. We thank you, Lord, for all good things that we have inherited for our forefathers. We thank you for protecting each and every one of us of our family. We thank you, Jesus, for setting us free. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that there will be no backlash or retribution from this prayer. We cover our homes, our spirit, our soul, and our body in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We just cleansed our bloodline. We just cleansed our bloodline. We, we just cleansed our bloodline. It doesn't have to be soupy spiritual. It don't have to be, ah, we just cleansed our bloodline. That's what we just did. We just took authority over our bloodline. And even if you didn't understand some of the things we prayed, ask the Lord, reveal this to me. Because there, there's a lot of things that we've been involved in that we don't even know is not of God or is satanic or is not healthy. There's so, so much new ageism and mythicism going on. And it's being mixed with Christianity. And we don't even know that it's not of God because nobody even ever talked to us about it. We seal this prayer in the blood of Jesus. We just cleansed our bloodline. We ask God to reveal to us. If there's anything else the Lord shows you about your bloodline, you just take authority, you repent, and you keep moving. This doesn't have to be. See, sometimes we get so um, so spooky, spiritual. We don't even recognize the authority we have. We just cleansed our bloodline. We just cleansed our bloodline. We just sealed the deal in the blood of Jesus. And you don't have to worry about praying in authority. See, every time I pray in authority, it seems like the enemy get busy. Can I tell you something? The only reason the enemy gets busy is because he know you're going to let him. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. The only reason that he doesn't like for you to pray prayers of faith is because he knows you're going to back down. He, every time you stand up, he's watched you back down. <laughs> he's watched you back down. He's watched you. Well, every time I seem to set my authority, he comes in. No, he's not that big. The only access Satan has is what we give him as people. <laughs> You, you, will, you will find yourself in a realm of being unstoppable when you realize the blood covenant and the blood of Jesus has already taken authority over that. <laughs> right? You got to remember that. You, that's when the, when, when the blood of Jesus, the blood, my uncle was teaching on this last night. He was like, you got to know what the blood covenant is. And it's funny because I had just watched him. No, no joke. I had just watched him. He was not feeling well. <laughs> That's how I know the power of the blood is so real. He was not feeling well. Went from not feeling well to feeling well in 24 hours. Right? So we're not. So let me tell you. I'm just real quick and we out of here. Here are the things that are not a Christ-like state of mind. Irrational. Anxious, depressed, 
angry, fear, rebellion. Those are not a God-like state of mind. When those things are happening, you got to learn how to pause yourself. Let me read those again. Irrationality, anxiety, depression, anger, and fear, and rebellion. Those are not a God-like state of mind. So anytime we find ourselves in those positions, in those places, that's not a God-like state of mind. That's not, that's not a God, it's not a God-like state of mind. It's, it's just not a God-like state of mind. <laughs> so we want to gird our mind with what? With truth, right? Oh, come on now. We want to gird our mind with truth. And if we're going to gird our mind with truth, then we got gird our mind with the word of God. <laughs> Right? We got to guard our mind with the word of God. Your mind is so significant to, to what happens next. So if those things are not of God, then what kind of mind, what kind of mind are we supposed to have? We're supposed to be sober-minded. Come on now. We are supposed to be sober-minded. So let me read that one more time. Irrational, anxious, depressed angry fear and rebellion that's not a god like that's not a god like state of mind that's not a god like state of mind that does not that's not a god like state of mind and so when we see those things recognize those things we've got to stop accepting those things as our normality because the blood of Jesus already came against those things oh my god so what's a God like mine? And then we're gonna get what we're gonna get out of here. We gotta we gotta have a godly mindset on things. Come on, y'all. We gotta have a godly mindset, right? So a God set mind is honest. A God set mind is faithful. A God set mind is consistent, right? And could is consistent. A God mind is honest, a God mind is faithful, a God mind is consistent, a God like mine does not waver, a God like mine does not make a vow and break it. Did you know you are not to make vows and not keep them, right? A God like mine, so we're gonna, um, Deuteronomy 23, 21 and 3 says, if we make a vow, then we break it, right? God is not a man that he should lie, right? Or he should change his mind. God, God, God speaks and then he acts. That's Numbers 23 and 19. And so if we're going to emulate Christ, the very first thing we have to get to know him. So we have to get to know and understand that what? Irrational, anxiety, depression, anger, fear, and rebellion are what? Not of God. You got to put that down. You got to write that. You got to circle it. You got to make a decision. Those things are not of God. Those things are not of God. God did not give me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and sound mind. Those things are not of God. I got to start tracking what I keep treating as normalcy because what it's doing is, it's keeping the kingdom from being effective in my life. 
So if I'm going to know Christ, I first have to get to know Christ. How do I get to know Christ? I get to know Christ, first of all, by doing what? By renewing my mind in the word of God. Romans 12 and 2, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Lord, show us, show us the patterns of this world. Show us the patterns of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Then we're going to be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and perfect will. You got to ask the Lord, show me the things in this, in my mind, that's of this world still. What's a worldly perspective? Remember, we talked about that, right? 1 Corinthians 2 and 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. When we know the mind of the Lord, it gives us instructions according to the word, right? So we have to, first of all, we have to get to know Christ. We must come to know Christ, right? And the only, when we know him, we're going to put it into practice. John 6, and 45, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him first. And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written to the prophets. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the father and learns from him comes to me. When we listen to the father and we learn from him, we're going to come to Jesus. And we're going to become more like Jesus. Matthew 7, 24, 26. Therefore, everyone who hears the words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who has built his house on sand. And can I tell you something? I'm just not there yet is an excuse. When the word of God has been presented to you, it is your decision to take the word of God and live in it as a truth. I make the decision to live in it as a truth. I'm just not there yet is an excuse. And my uncle taught me a long time ago, excuses are just lies. I'm just not there yet. I'm just not there yet is your excuse to continue in behaviors and a mindset and things that we have just accepted to be a truth. I'm not there yet is your excuse because you don't want to put forth the effort you don't want to walk away from your flesh and live according to the spirit. I'm not there yet is an excuse. And it forms rebellion and disobedience in our life on a consistent basis. I'm not there yet is an excuse. Oh, I'm just not there yet. You know, I'm just, I don't live that life. That is your choice and your decision to not be there yet. If, if you want to live in a godly mindset, it's a a, a formed decision that you make that for God I live, for God I lie. Now, what happens with your strongholds and all those other issues and the things that you fight that are really real, they are really, really real. I'm not saying they're not real. But the more you present your body as a living sacrifice, the more those things will begin to fall off. The more your mind is renewed, the more you'll begin to stand up in Christ and the less you'll accept from the adversary. That's why the confessions we do every day are so important. Remember when we started the confessions? I told you take one at a time and break it down until you got revelation of all the confessions, right? So everyone who hears the words of mine and puts them into practice like a wise man who built his house on the rock. 
But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them in practice is like a foolish man and built his house on something. I'm just not there yet is an excuse. I feel that deep in my, my mind. <laughs> oh, I'm just not there yet is an excuse. That is an excuse. I feel that deep in me. So we can't use that. I'm not just there that. That's still an act of rebellion and disobedience. You choose to be there. And you choose to ask Jesus to give you your holiness. And you choose to separate yourself. And you choose to walk the narrow path. And you choose you choose to turn away. The word of God said God always provides a way of escape. Once I get revelation that this isn't pleasing to God, then I'm going to operate. And then I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit, strengthen me. Help me. I've been there before. Help me walk away from the things that do not please God. When I started surrendering my, my temple, my flesh, and saying that, help me walk away from the things that don't please God. Guess what the Holy Spirit started doing? Helping me walk away from the things that don't please God. Guess what the Holy Spirit started doing? Help. Guess what the Holy Spirit started doing? Helping me. He started, I, 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 I started hearing his voice louder. He will give you the strength. Jesus will give you his holiness. It's not on you. Jesus will give you his holiness. Jesus will help you. I promise you he will. You just got to keep placing yourself on the altar. But you got to eliminate the excuses from your mouth. Because when we put excuses in our mouth, our patterns of behavior tend to follow those excuses. It's not necessarily that we want to, but nobody even really ever taught us these things. It's not that we want to. It's, it's just we. nobody ever really taught us. The words of our mouth, the meditation of our hearts have been in such a pattern for so long. Nobody ever taught us coarse gesturing. Remember all the things we've been dissecting in our heart? Nobody ever taught us that those things were not okay. Well, we learn it now. They're okay. They're not okay. Obedience to God's law of love, the law of the spirit. Is not bondage to a different master. It's freedom. Stop letting people lie to you and tell you when you obey God's love and the law of the spirit that you're in bondage. Absolutely not. He who the son sets free is free indeed. You free. As a matter of fact, I've been more free in Christ Jesus than I've been free any other time. I, the wages of sin and death the penalty of sin costs me too much. The way, the narrow path is where I've experienced the most freedom. Sometimes we're so afraid to be alone or we're so afraid to do the right thing because we pattern ourselves in a place of thinking for so long, right? But that stuff is not a God. You got to start getting revelation of what's not a God. The boys and I in the house, We've stripped ourselves so much of what we've been watching lately. Any things that we've watched um, even before that were we thought were no big deal because our spirit is so heightened yet lately. It's like, that's not a God. That's not something that's good and should be in our spirit or we should be meditating on. This doesn't, uh, this doesn't honor God. John 6, 5, 53 and 5, 55, we're about to go. It says, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. 
Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me. Talking about accepting him as Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And then taking communion. Come on now. My taking communion. So obedience to God's law of love, the law of the spirit, is not bonded. It's the thing that's going to set you free. The enemy and this world wants you to think that when you choose to really live a life that's sought out for Christ, not religion, when you make decision to to really choose to live a life for Christ the enemy in this world makes makes you think makes you think that you're losing your freedom but I am your witness you are gaining your life you will gain you will gain you will gain gain your life you will gain your life and can I tell you something this is your this this that I'm giving you today it's not for you to regurgitate and talk at other people this is for you to receive for yourself. Because <laughs> sometimes we think we think we um somewhere and we don't even recognize we not. But people on the outside see the patterns in us or see the ways that may be destruction. That's why it's wisdom in the multitude of counsel. This isn't for you to go try to push on somebody else. This is for you to live in your life. <laughs> Lord, show me this in my life. Because sometimes we get so belligerent and we'll hear a word and then we'll start, you better cut it out. You better quit it. You better stop it. No, this is for your life. This is what's required of your life. This is what you need to get in you. The same mind that's in Christ Jesus that needs to be in you. So somebody can then go eat off your fruit, fruit, fruit of your tree. We are the most tell it like it is Christians without putting... This, this, these lips ain't soothing. These lips not like honey, which is what the word has said. These, these lips are not soothing. I used to be there. I used to think about, it was about being critical and condescending and me telling you like it is. And that is the opposite of what Jesus was. Jesus was so kind. He was direct, but he was kind. That's my goal. That's been my goal this year to get to the level of kindness that Jesus had. That's why sometimes it's certain things I don't even like to forward because they may speak the truth, but they may not be kind. Jesus was kind. You need to say that Jesus was kind. Jesus was kind. He was the kindest man in the world. Say it one more time. Jesus was kind. If we are not kind, if our words are not soothing and like honey, then we mess up the whole message. We mess up the whole message. We we mess up the whole message. Jesus was so kind. With Jesus is so kind. We're supposed to be compassionate. We're supposed to be empathetic. We're supposed to be all those things. We're supposed to be way more quiet than we've been because Jesus was so kind. He was kind. He was a kind person. Direct, but kind. So when we deliver the message of the gospel, right? Plus delivering the message without the gospel, and not really getting to know a person, speaking in somebody's life that you really don't even know them. You've not even built relationship with them. My God. Jesus was so kind. That's it. That's all for today. I love y'all. Can we do our confessions? 
This is so good. Lord, I thank you. Jesus was so kind. Jesus was so kind. Jesus was so kind. Jesus was so kind. Direct but kind. Yep, that is why so many don't want to have anything to do with Christ. Because we're not kind. We're not kind. They're not experiencing, he's not getting to experience our kindness. He's not getting to experience, people are not experiencing our love. The whole kingdom is predicated on love. Love God. <laughs> love yourself so you can love others. The whole kingdom is predicated on love. The whole kingdom. I'm going to say this one more time. Jesus was so kind. So anytime you find yourself not being kind, you are not. That's why sometimes when I, can I be honest? When we post those tell it like it is posts, when we post those tell it like it is posts, and when we sign off on those tell it like it is posts, sometimes my spirit gets greedy. I have to catch myself. I shared something the other day that I'm going to pull off my wall because I don't know that it was written in the spirit of kindness. And I think we've been putting too much energy on those things that are not spreading the gospel, that are more speaking to our pain than they are speaking to the truth of the gospel, than they are speaking to the truth of his love. That's the whole premise of this ministry. Go be loved today. <laughs> go be loved today. That's the whole premise of this ministry. You go be loved. You go be loved today. That somebody experienced the love of God. Well, when I don't understand the love of the Father, it's going to be difficult for me to go be his and his kind of love. Not our kind of love. <laughs> That's it. We're going to chew on that. Hey, no. Am I going to do it? Okay. Thank you, Lord. Let's get our confessions in. <laughs> Lord, continue to do a work on our heart. Continue to prepare our heart so that we can be better in service to you. Can we say that? Can we stop being afraid of correction from the Lord? Lord, continue to prepare our heart. Continue to prepare our heart so that we can be of greater service to you. Woo. Continue to prepare our heart, Lord God, so we can be of greater service, so we can be more loving, so we can be more kind, so we can replicate you every day. Show us the things in our life and in our heart that are not like you. Reveal to us, Daddy God, the things in our lives that are not pleasing to you so that we can be a better service for me. Correction is necessary. But it's to work on your heart. Your necessary. Work on your heart. We deal with principalities, not people. Woo. We tear down principalities. We do not tear down people. <laughs> Come on, let's get our confessions. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. Second Corinthians, Jesus was kind. Second Corinthians 5, 17. I've died and been raised. And stop saying that just ain't my personality. I've been, you don't know what your, sometimes you don't know what your, you don't know what your personality is because it's been bombarded by this world. I thought I was mean, curt, and ugly. I thought that was my nature. Rowdy, rowdy, batty, batty, boom, 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 blunt, direct. 
I thought that was my nature. The more God began to invade my heart, I couldn't even talk to people like I used to talk to people anymore. I can't even think towards people like I used to think. Love keeps no record of wrong. Love keeps no records of wrong. Oh, my God. My God. Love hopes for the best. It started changing. All that other stuff. That was this world. That was my hardened heart. That was this world hardening me. That was my experiences. That was my trauma. The dryness. I ain't talking about a particular person. The dryness I had. That was my trauma. That was how I protected myself. Woo! My God. You can be reshaped into everything that God has called you to be. I'm going to say that one more time. You can be reshaped into to everything God has called you to be. Lord, reshape us. Dismantle every thought in our head of anything that we are that is not like you. Dismantle those thoughts right now in the name of Jesus. Reshape us, Father God, into who you designed us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. I'm a new creature in Christ. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and I'm alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, but every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prospered in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things that he offers me. I don't speak negative things. I'm purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a sister or brothers with the words of my mouth. I'm a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my care on the Lord for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I do not fear and I'm not guilty. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all the time. I have been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection or of being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy in all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose rather to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. 
I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I am creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants us to weigh. Our pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say while I'm doing and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. My husband is wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. My children have lots of Christian friends. And God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds. We're blessed when we come in and when we go out. And all that I own is paid for. In Jesus' name, amen. Two things. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your beginning. This is your new beginning. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm asking you to come into my heart and take away my sins. And I promise that I love you and follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and we're going to send you some materials. My second thing is, if the Lord places it on your heart to partner, to give into this ministry, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. You can give up there. You can cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ ministry and you can find out all the ways we use your resources in our community thank you for your faithfulness thank you for giving seed to the sower thank you father god for giving seed to the sower thank you for more fruit being added to our account thank you for liberally supplying all our needs according to your riches and glory in christ jesus in jesus name amen Man, let me declare the priestly blessing over you. <laughs> Ooh, thank you, Lord. Let me declare the priestly blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. But God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Go be loved today. Why? Because it's kingdom, baby. That's the kingdom's way. It's kingdom, baby. It's kingdom for us to be loved. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. Someone, the only, you're going to be the only Jesus. You're going to be the only person somebody comes in contact with. When, you need to ask yourself this question this day. When, when my children come in contact with me, are they coming in contact with Jesus? When my workplace comes in contact with me, um, are they coming in contact with Jesus? When others contact me, are they coming in contact with Jesus? Or is my flesh leading my decisions? Even if the work environment is horrible, guess what? You still get to act like Jesus. Even if 
people are cutting up. You still get to act like Jesus. You still get to act in love. You still get to act in compassion. You still get to act in empathy and sympathy. You still get to act like Jesus, even if others are not. Your responsibility is not how to how others act. Your responsibility is to yourself. You are responsible for how you treat others. I'm out. I'm out. I love y'all. You are responsible for how you treat others. You are not responsible for how others treat you, but you are responsible for how you treat others. That's your responsibility, and that's what you're going to be held accountable for, how you treat others. Not how others treat you. Your response to others is what your responsibility is. I love y'all. See y'all in the morning, 5 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.